and welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm thinking about changing my intro. I don't like it. I'm ready for a change. I don't like the music anymore. What do you think? <laughs> Let me know if you think you're sick of it too. I get sick of things quite quickly. And if I decide I want to change something, I do it literally then and there very quickly. But I'm holding out because of time constraints with having to fix, fix, pick a new audio and then record everything again it takes a bit of time so I don't know let me know what you think but I hope you all had a fantastic week I had a great week I went to Urban Surf in Tullamarine which is about 20 minutes from Melbourne and it's pretty much a outdoor pool that has like the waves are already made I suppose like they already come form so it's not like when you go surfing in the ocean where it's, uh, you know, you don't know when the next wave's going to come or whatever. Like every so often a wave comes and then you're able to surf like a perfect wave. And I went there with my friend and it was so much fun, but such hard work. Oh my goodness. Firstly, I stood up, guys. I stood up. How many months have I been talking about flipping surfing? And I actually stood up and... I was so excited. I turned around to my friend and I'm like, did you see? Did you see? I stood up and she didn't even see. I'm like, oh my God. When I finally get it and no one sees and like no one believes me now, like you didn't stand up. I'm like, I did. I did. And I know I just need to get a bigger board. It's because I have my, my board I have is too small. It's seven foot and I think I need at least eight foot. So now I need to get a new board so I can continue to practice. But anyway, it was so much fun. And so the way it works is a wave will come. And then like a few waves will come in about over like the course of a minute and then they stop and then it's just like dead, like no waves. And in that time, there's such a strong current that you can't walk against to go back to where the wave is going to start. And when you are walking, the current is that strong that you take one foot one step forward and that back foot is like dragging backwards because pushing against the current is the hardest thing ever. I was exhausted. There was just me and my friend and this other guy and he left at like 40 minutes in because he was so exhausted and me and my friend stayed and then I think we left like five minutes before the hour was up and yeah like afterwards I was so sore the next day I was so tired from just like trying to push through a current my back was sore my neck was sore my calves were sore (laughs) like everything was sore trying to just push through the current and I did legs the day before so it was made it even worse but that's okay it was so much fun um yeah that was my highlight of the week uh everything else was a good week having a nice week. So I hope you are too. So in this episode, I've got a couple of things I'm going to be talking about, talking about nutrition for shift work and what are expanders. So I'm sure if you, many people probably haven't heard of this before, but yeah, we'll go through it in a moment. I want to start with my food recommendation. It is fresh medjool dates. And I know you're probably thinking, Sam, Everyone's had a flipping date before. 
Yes, I know you have. But have you had it in a smoothie before? Because if you haven't, you need to try it. It adds this caramelly taste to a smoothie and it is actually amazing. So what I would do um, is I would have one banana and I would have about two to three dates, maybe put some like almond or peanut butter if you like that stuff in it, some milk and a protein powder or some Greek yogurt. And the medjool dates add such like a caramelly taste. So I'm currently looking up the calories because if you're my client listening to this, you're going to be like, Sam, how do I put this into my calories? I want to try this. And yes, you do. So in two dates, there are 110 calories. Okay. So about 55 calories per date. So make that work into your calories. Like if you're going to do a smoothie, a banana is about 100 calories. Two dates will bring it to about 220 calories. Add a tablespoon of a protein powder or a scoop of protein powder. That might take it up to about 350 calories. Add in some milk. 400-ish calories for a smoothie. So good. Trust me, trust me, trust me. You need a good blender. Make sure they're fresh and they're not like dried and they're not like past the use-by date because they might not be as fresh and soft and gooey. It'd be harder for them to blend. So make sure you've got a good quality blender to be able to blend it smooth. So give it a try and let me know how you go. You're welcome in advance because I know you are going to love it. All right. Now a news article that I got sent just recently. So at the moment I am doing corporate nutrition seminars for a company in Altona. So that is just outside of Melbourne. Again, I'm in Torquay, so it's about just over an hour away. Um, And I'm doing one there every week for all of their employees. So we have a group of about 10 for each seminar. Um, So each week I go there, do a seminar, and this goes until about June-ish, about end of June. So a part of this role at, at this company is they do a lot of shift work. And I wanted to chat about nutrition with shift work because there are a lot of health implications with shift work and a lot of people don't know how to time their meals around shift work because it can be really challenging to be able to eat well and either maintain weight or lose weight because I'm sure if you have done a shift work, I've never done an overnight shift uh, before. I think the latest I've ever worked would have been when I worked at Kmart. That was my very first job and I worked till midnight because that was when... um, That was when they started to get to be open 24-7. Actually, side note, fun fact as well. So when I worked at Kmart, that was when self-serve registers very first came out. And that's the first time you could use them. And I was one of the first people to be trained on how to use a self-serve register. So the day that they opened self-serve registers as like the new big thing that revolutionized how we check out, I was the one working there and I loved it because you got paid more to work on self-serve registers compared to if you worked on just a normal checkout so and I always got that shift it was the best thing ever but I just thought that was a really good fun fact I feel like that makes me really old but I know I'm not that old at the same time um but yeah I don't know where I was going with that what was I talking about again shift work that's it (laughs) so shift work now in this article from the age the headline is The weight of evidence against shift work is getting hefty. It's pretty much what they're saying is the health implications of shift work are quite extreme. And if you do shift work, I don't want to scare you about 
this or anything. It is just for your own knowledge in case you didn't know. I'm sure if you do shift work, this probably wouldn't surprise you whatsoever. Um, but I hope you do find this very valuable. So in this article, it says that shift work had been linked to heart disease and dementia and is also declared probably cancer causing. And now new research shows that shift work could also be bad for your waistline. So if you're trying to lose weight and you're on doing shift work, I the challenges that come up are so, so difficult because I've had many clients do shift work and it is a, it's hard. It is hard to want to either lose weight or even just try to maintain weight if you're constantly doing shift work. My clients find it so challenging. So I'm hope I'm able to give you some tips to help this as we go through, as I read through the article from The Age. So a review led by Monash University looked at the eating habits of rotating shift workers who cycle between day and night shifts and found that these employees ate on average 264 more kilojoules each day than regular workers. So remember, when we listen to when we hear kilojoules, we know to divide by 4.2. This is going to give us our calories. So divide by 4.2. So they eat an average 62 calories more a day than non-shift workers. So it might not sound like much, but over the course of a year, this can add up over time. And they say that they put these um, employees will put on about half a kilo of weight in a year from just doing shift work if nothing else really changed. And this is from that extra kilojoule or calorie intake. Shift work has also been linked to an increase in heart disease, dementia, poor mental health, and generally a higher chance of death. How alarming is that? It's very, very stressful. Um, And the International Agency for Research on Cancer has even gone as far to categorize shift work as a group 2A carcinogen, which just means cancer causing. So carcinogenic or carcinogen means cancer causing. So that is wild. So if you do shift work, I would honestly, I don't know how to say this in 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 a right way, but if you aren't in an essential job like nurse, paramedic, police force, and you're doing I don't know, shift somewhere that, you know, that they shouldn't be open 24 hours. They don't need to be open 24 hours. Or you can get paid the same amount by doing something by working day shifts. And you are, you are able to. I would always encourage people to try to get out of the shift work because it isn't very good for you. And although you might get paid more for doing the overnight shifts, is it worth the implications it's going to have on your health? That might sound a bit harsh and people might disagree with what I'm saying, but the end of the day, you know, your health is the most important thing to you. Without your health, you literally have nothing. So yeah, I suppose I'll just leave that there. <laughs> so on the face of it, simply getting up and going to sleep at different times to the sun doesn't sound that dramatic, right? But many of the body's essential functions and processes are tied to an internal clock. Lasting about 24 hours, it resets each day by the light and dark cycle and creates a circadian rhythm. So this is a like our clocks, um, our, like our body's clocks influence on our sleep, our temperature, our metabolism, our cognition and other functions. So if we're doing shift work, this rhythm is obviously going to be impacted and disrupted. 
So in the article by The Age that I am referencing in this podcast, there was a study from Monash which examined 31 studies of rotating shift workers and it found that they were more likely to reach for confectionery, junk food and alcohol and eat fewer you know, core foods, which is what they say, core foods, such as dairy, meat, fruit, and vegetables. Now, this could be for a variety of different reasons. Uh, If you're on shift work, not many things are open overnight to be able to get good quality food. And maybe the only thing open is your local McDonald's or takeaway option. You're also really exhausted in an overnight shift. You're tired. And let's be honest, nobody makes the best decisions when they are tired. They will end up reaching for things that will help keep them alert, like extra caffeine, extra stimulants, extra sugar, um, and keep on snacking. Things that are going to help keep you up. But in the end, it's not the best for your waistline. A good way to relate to this is, you know, at 3 p.m. you start to crave sugar or extra caffeine. It's a similar for night shift, except it's happening all night. It's that sort of feeling. You're like, oh my God, it needs to pick me up right now. But having that constant feeling in an overnight shift can be really, really challenging. Now, how do we ensure we are eating well while on night shift? So pretty much what I would want my clients to do is change the timing that they're having their meals slightly. So you still want to be having the same calorie intake as if you were to do a normal nine to five job, but we're going to change that around to have it um, throughout the night as well and timing it a bit differently. So firstly, we'll start with after your shift. So you get home from work and you're about to go to sleep. What I'd recommend though before sleeping is that is when you have your breakfast So just say you get home at 7am from work, have a small breakfast to help you sleep and stop you from waking up due to hunger. So something like this could be a little bit of wheat bix, some oats, some sort of low GI uh, breakfast would be really great just to help with the slow release of energy throughout your sleep and stop you from waking up. Even like a smoothie could be great. Uh, If you have the energy to make eggs on toast, that could be another option. But if you only have the energy to make something nice and quick, then those other options like a a Wipix or an oats or a smoothie could be an easier thing to have before you go to sleep. Next, um, you wake up. So just say you wake up two in the afternoon. That's when I would recommend to have your lunch. So whether that is your usual lunch meals like a salad, a wrap, something that's really going to keep you full and nourished throughout the afternoon. And then afterwards, maybe that's about five, six o'clock, depending on the time. I don't know, whatever suits you. Have your mid-afternoon snack then. So whether that is like a Greek yogurt and and some fruit or nuts, uh, uh, protein bars, some rice cakes with cottage cheese, tuna or avo on top, whatever really suits you is, of course, fine. And then... Either, again, depends on what time you start your shift. So just say you start your shift, I don't know, 7 p.m. or 8 p.m., whatever sort of whatever time you start. Either have your dinner once you get to work or have it right before you leave for work. So that way you are topping up on food and helping you get, get you through the night. And then on your night shift, I would recommend having a small snack um, every three hours. So... Maybe that would be about one o'clock and then maybe at four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning. And then you go home again, 
you have your breakfast and then you go back to sleep and you continue that cycle. I think that is the best way to balance out your calorie intake on night shift. Now, it's so important to make sure we are not just constantly being caffeinated in night shift because eventually we need to get to sleep and you want to have a good night's sleep and have a good quality rest so that you can get up the next day and hit it again. We want to make sure we are also well hydrated. So remember for good concentration, being alert and whatnot throughout your shift, we need at least half a litre per 15 kilograms of weight. So if you weigh 60 kilos, you want to be having two litres. And then if you're exercising as well, you want to get another litre in on top of that, depending on how intense and how much exercise you are doing. So that is my recommendation for shift work. Let me know if you found this helpful. And if you have any questions about it, of course, just reach out to me on Instagram or send me an email. Hey, this is a super quick interruption to tell you about my new program, The NBS Method. After working one-on-one with over 400 people on their weight loss journey, I have developed my own unique formula and method to help clients get from restriction, binge and emotional eating, self-sabotaging behavior, and having no idea what actually works for weight loss to feeling in control, confident, knowing how to deal with their triggers, becoming a more mindful eater, knowing how to eat for fat loss, and finally seeing the weight loss results that they're after. This five-month nutrition coaching program will show you how to lose weight in a sustainable way, stop overeating, reduce binge and emotional eating, and finally feeling in control over your eating rather than food having control over you. Within the first few weeks, you'll start to feel lighter, healthier, more confident, and energized. You'll be in control over how much you're eating, you'll understand your triggers for emotional and binge eating, and you know you've learned the necessary steps to maintain your new healthy lifestyle. I'm so confident that you will gain so much value out of this program. And by the end of the five months, you will know exactly what you need to do moving forward to continue to see the results you're after or maintain your weight loss results. If this is exactly what you need right now, head to the link in the show notes to book your no obligation phone call to see if it's the right fit for you. Okay, let's get back into the episode. All right, now it's time to talk about expanders and what are expanders? You've probably never heard this before and you probably think it has to do with something to put on your braces or something, but it's not. Expanders are someone who has created or achieved something in their life that we desire to also have or create. So they expand our mind to show us what is possible. So pretty much what expanders are is they just say you think that something is not possible. Then you see someone that has done it and they show you that, okay, this actually is possible for you to achieve. So how do we use this as an example with health? If you are trying to lose weight and and you're surrounding yourself or finding people online that have only lost weight through weight loss surgery, your mind is going to tell you that this is the only way you can lose weight and you won't believe any different. However, if you find people that have lost weight and kept it off without any surgery, this will expand your mind to show you what is really possible. That's just an example. Another example would be with PCOS. So if you tell yourself the only way, the only reason you can't lose weight 
is because you have PCOS and every person you know with PCOS can't lose weight, you're going to believe it's not possible for you. So you need to find people that can show you that weight loss is possible with PCOS and then you'll believe it and it will become possible for you too. So pretty much what I'm trying to say is if you want to achieve something, it's so important to be able to find people that prove that you can do it and prove that it is possible. Because sometimes I'll have clients say, all my friends have done weight loss medication and they are losing weight with ease. They start to think that the only only way they are going to see improvements or see weight changes if if they do the same thing that their friends are doing. When this is not true at all, but this is all that their mind or all that they're surrounding themselves with. So this is what all what their mind is going to believe is true. So it's really important to surround yourself with people that will show you what is possible. So if you don't want to, to do weight loss medication or weight loss surgery, you need to find people that have lost weight without it so that you can believe that you can actually do it too. This doesn't just apply to weight loss. It can be anything to do with career, family, just anything that you believe is not possible for you anymore. You need to find people that can prove this wrong for you so you can believe that this is actually going to happen to you and prove to your subconscious mind that this is actually something that you can achieve as well. So the reason I share this is because I find so many people get so stuck in their own minds that things are not possible for them or that it's too hard for them or it's not worth it for them and I find if they find people that are in the same boat as them or have been in the same boat as them and they have been able to achieve it it will help you believe that you can too and especially on your weight loss journey because I have many clients that have no one around them that knows that they are either trying to lose weight or working with a nutritionist and they are just doing it all alone and it's all very isolating because the only person they're talking to is me once a week or once a fortnight, or once a month, whatever that is. So if we can find other people online or in, in real per, in real life, real person <laughs> that can um, open our mind and just be someone else to talk to or to show you what's possible, it can really help on your weight loss journey. So that could be something that you can probably set for yourself. So when you feel like you're isolated or you're struggling, Find people that be like, okay, no, if this person can do it, I can too. I've used this many times in my life. So for example, when starting this business, I thought no one would take me seriously if I'm just online and I have to be in person if I want to be taken seriously. And that's just not true at all. And I remember finding nutritionists online that did have, you know, these online businesses. This was before COVID. Um, And it opened my eyes as to what actually is possible. So if you can't see something as possible, you don't even think something is possible. I guarantee there is somebody out there that can prove you wrong. Find them, follow them, listen to everything they have to say, consume all their content, and you will eventually start to believe it for yourself. Our mind is so powerful, right? It will, if we believe we can't do something, we won't do it. If we believe we can do something, we will do it. And if you're stuck in these mindsets where you're just like, I don't know what's possible. I don't know what I can do. You're not going to ever achieve your, your certain goals. So 
that is it for today's episode. I really hope you found some of this helpful. If you did, please let me know. If you listen to my podcast, please let me know if you actually listen. I have no idea who listens. I only see the numbers, but I don't know where it's coming from. And I'd love to know if you're listening. I know some of my clients do because they tell me. But yeah, if you're not my client and you listen to my podcast, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, I hope you all have a really lovely week. If you have any questions that you'd like me to answer in next week's podcast, please let me know. I'd love to answer it. And I hope you'll have a lovely, lovely week and keep killing it with your nutrition. If you're on track, keep going. If you're falling off the bad wagon, keep going, get back up, keep going. Don't let yourself down. And yeah, that's it. That's all I have for today. So have a lovely week. Bye.